You are Locked On Pacers, your daily Indiana Pacers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Pacers podcast. My name is Adam Friedman. As always, I'm a staff at IndyCornrose.com and one of the co-hosts of the Locked On Pacers podcast. Join me on the other line as we watch the Pacers Who's number 32, Tony? Is Tony East the gentleman on the other line? <laughs> it's number 32. Um, yeah, the Pacers are down 107-86. The game's not over. We decided to record when it's not over. But TJ Leaf just uh, clunked a three for me with a minute so ago. 32 is Devon Reed, right? 32 is Devon Reed. Had his first uh, basket as a Pacer in the Warriors game. I gave him a nice little shout in my Yeah, so I got you. Uh, we'll rarely see uh, is in the <laughs> game now for this. Yeah. It's basically a 20-plus point. They got smoked. Today. They are 50 seconds away if they don't score five points the rest of the way um, from scoring their least points of the entire season. So on one hand, that's awful. On the other hand, they don't have their two best creators off the dribble. So some of that's expected, but they scored more points than this against the Warriors. So pretty awful performance on offense in this game. Yeah, uh, you look at it. They're going to miss like the rest of the season, so I don't know why that is actually relevant. It's the, the Tyree Evans part is the relevant Tyree part. Tyree though, yeah. Yeah, and so the question is really how much of an improvement or how much of a ball creation, whatever you want to call it, does he bring to the offense? Is it is this the way they played the pass oh, basically three games? Is that an indication of what they're going to be the rest of the year, or is it an indication of them, you know, if they get Tyree back, they'll be slightly better, which would be enough to maybe stay in the top six race for a seed? yeah. Um, I, I'll talk like that. I'll say it like this. It's like when the, you know, some of like, like, uh, like some of it's like your set breaks down and you're running a pick and roll like Tyreek for all the, the crap we give him about not being able to finish is like a more dangerous player in that instance than anyone else that's healthy for the Pacers right now. Um, and like, especially better than Edmund Sumner, who actually did okay in some pick and whatever scenarios in this game, but not as good as Tyreek would be. Um, but then you, you have the flip side too, where like now you're DeMontis Sabonis, right? Who has conveniently decided to have the worst stretch of his season, right? As this injury happens. Um, and then you look at him, it's like, he's not getting as good of looks without a good pick and roll player to get him the ball in these situations. So it, it's, it's a lot of, it's, it's amazing that Tyreek has a lot on his shoulders now. And without him, you are really seeing them struggle as the game ends and they finish with 86 points a season low. Uh, you are really seeing the struggles that they're going to have on offense the rest of the way. Yeah, so then this, this goes to kind of my next point. Should they blow it all up? I mean, should they just start no. selling parts, selling <laughs> getting picks, bringing in? I wrote that. Like, what. Like maybe, maybe one guard, right? Like they have three vet guards. You can roll with two and two young kids. But to me, you just owe it to these dudes who've tried their butt off all season to let them keep trying. Like you can't just be like, all right, one of you got hurt. The rest of you get screwed for that. Like that's that's just terrible – like these are humans, not like robots, you know. So, so what's what's better, tearing it down or going eight and twenty-seven the rest of the way? What's uh, better for a team morale? Thinking that they were good enough without Oladipo to go to do something and weren't, or being torn I think down. You and being owe given? It, I think you owe it to them to try. It's not about the result. All right. I I mean, I feel like when you look at all the guys they haven't. Coming up, this is often that free, uh, in free agency. You look at Thad's going to be a free agent, Bogdan's going to be a free agent, Collinson a free agent. Oh, I agree. Joseph I, a free I, agent. I understand why. I understand why robotically. Like, yeah, okay, these guys are expiring. Let's get something for them. But 
just doesn't it doesn't make sense to me like as humans with emotions yeah but and if maybe, you sent those guys to good teams and i'm sure they're gonna be mad about it at least if you sent you know you sent fad to houston let's say or something like that maybe not i don't know it's hard to say and like they're not gonna get any good value from houston for Thad. like you they got like a way future first rounder you'd have to take on terrible money to get a, a first from houston for anything I'm trying to think where i mean I, I'm sure there are con uh, some contending team that you could try to get an asset for by trading Thad or Carlson. Maybe you don't do both, but you just trade one. It's really hard to find a good one. They, the the dunked on mock trade deadline just went by, and the Pacers' only deal they almost made was Corey Joseph for Jonathan Simmons in a second-round pick. Yeah. Uh, so then if you go the other way, do you consolidate some of your bigger, your bigger contracts and kind of average stars for a big name and then just go – all in on like a six man or seven man rotation. Like, do you say we're going to, you know, we're going to ship out. I mean, do you make the Mike Conley trade? Let's say I mean, that kind of thing. Um, right. I mean, is that worth, I mean, like, is it better off having six really good guys or the eight guys they have now? What's better off, I guess. I think flipping one guy is fine. But like, if you could flip, what was it? Was the trade we talked about? Kylo Quinn, Collison and, and Evans and like a first for Conley is the same money matchup roughly. Right. I guess I don't think the Grizz would do that, but well, if you threw in a future first, right? Maybe like, you get like, somewhere. Maybe you threw in your own first round pick this year, or if uh, if Anthony Davis gets traded, like Drew, if Drew yeah. is available. Same move for Drew Holiday, let's say. Like, yeah, you... some... I mean, yeah, I would probably. I think that makes sense just because they'd be on the team when you get Vic back, right? And that's and that's where I kind of you know, and some the... of like some of to me also like if I thought you could get for any of the of the expiring guys like something that's going to help you on the next iter good iteration of this team like right when Vic is peaking and Sabonis and Turner or whoever's left of that has like hit their peak altogether if i thought that that asset you could get for those guys would be useful to that team and i'd be like okay maybe that makes some sense but like what you just said like a very distant future first from Houston like and bad money you know none of these guys are getting you more than like a good second or something uh which will not really be something that helps you l that much later on that it's worth it to me. Yeah, I guess, do we really know what's available out there in terms of, I'm trying to think like the top four, like what can Milwaukee, Milwaukee give up, for example, for a player? What does Milwaukee have in terms of assets? Wait, or, what was the question here? Sorry, I'm reading. What, what, could, what could Milwaukee, Milwaukee give up in terms of assets? I don't know. They already gave up two firsts. Right, so then you can knock down Phil. What is Philly at? Boston. Boston could probably make a move, but they wouldn't do it with the Pacers. They, they're looking no, I don't bigger. think they would. they're going to wait. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I guess maybe the, the there isn't really a move out there to trade one of the guys away. So maybe that, like I said, the move is to consolidate for a bigger name that gives you maybe even a shot if you're a top five seed in the, well, you need to be probably a top three seed in the playoffs of winning a first round series. You know, if they were able to move all the guys for, for Drew Holiday or Mike Conley, they might actually have a shot at staying in the three seed and winning a playoff round, right? I mean, that, there's, there's a possibility there if they could do that it's tough it's pretty tough to, to imagine that that scenario happens but it's possible i mean what they're they're about tied for the three seed right now now today's loss they are probably i think they're one notch i think they're hacking behind philly now after this loss oh you are so the three seed's probably already already gone already um, gone. <laughs> gone away so i don't know i mean <laughs> that took three games let's put it this way do you think they should make a move at the deadline or do you think they should stand uh, i mean you know Maybe. Yeah. I think if I had to lean a direction, I'd say one move, you know, e either 
you consolidate and get someone good, that's your one move. Or you do one little sell-off that's not going to just totally kill you, you know, and get something. But I don't think you can do, like, a, a massive selling spree or anything like that. Yeah, I also feel like the team is trying to hold up its chemistry. Yes, and that has a lot of value. Last year they did the same thing with the with the please. Well, the, I mean, if they go tear down, they're just going to ruin. Basically, right, they're right, right. signing anybody they want to keep because they want right. to keep building and they want to keep Cordes, for example. Yes, I um, see what you're saying. I still think though, Thad could get the most assets and might be worth looking at trading. Uh, okay, so what would a competing team want them? Well, I think Bogey probably could just because he's a wing. That's fair. I think Thad but at the wing same time, defense. Like you, you're, if your wing rotation is McDermott and then nothing, like they would never do that. I don't think. One thing about it, like, like I say, Houston again, because Houston, if Houston had Thad, he could play the four for them, and he would be a stretch four in their world because he should. They make him shoot a ton of threes, and he could shoot him, I guess, somewhat well. And that would he could also guard the other. He could guard a Kevin Durant or um, a Clay Thompson in the playoffs. That's what I'm looking at. You know what I mean? A team who needs who needs a wing defender, which that it kind of is, and a guy who can somewhat stretch the floor. Right, know. right. That, that those two are probably the most likely too, because I don't see a playoff team being like, yeah, we need Taron Collison to come. No, in. but but I, I'm thinking like Thad could do the Peter Tucker role, for example. Oh, yeah, yeah, he could something like that. And so that's where we have to look at it. Like, so if the Lakers make a move, well, not for let's say Davis, do they somehow? The Pacers try to sneak in and get on a third team with this and throw in Thad and get a player out of it. I uh, don't know how they would – how that would I don't work. know how this – Why would the Bells want that? No, no. Thad gets sent, sent to Los Angeles somehow, the Lakers, and you kind of figure out how to get a player why, out why, of it. Why would the Pels want the Pacers involved? Just I don't wait know. till the eighty stuff's done. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to think of ways. Okay, <laughs> they make one transaction – for Davis and then one transaction for Thad, whatever it is. I just think if you go into the next free agency and you're like, yeah, we just traded away all our vets because we thought we were going to suck, and then we ended up winning 41 games and getting killed in the first round, you're going to get nobody. Like, no, nobody. Not, not all your vets. You just trade one of your vets. It, yeah, <laughs> even trading one vet, you're winning, what, 43? I mean, at this rate, they're winning 32 games. No, come on. They <laughs> just lost they, to the Wizards. They just started Edmund Sumner, dude. <laughs> they just started a G Leaguer. Are, are we sure, though, Tark Evans is going to play more than 10 of the next 30 games? I don't games? know. I don't know, man. That car crash might have really screwed up his back. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I that is insane. Like, all of a sudden, Tyreek – sorry, I just, like, got a ton of energy in my chair. <laughs> what an insane moment that, like, the snow, Tyreek Evans crashes his car and suddenly he's got this bad back problem. Like, that is crazy terrible timing. Yeah, dang that! What is it? The the winter storm in India or whatever the yeah the they got back. Whenever he was trying to get home from the Grizz game, that is just that is the worst. That's just why players need. Well, you think he was driving the car himself or he had a driver? Uh, no one else is in the picture on his Instagram thing. Okay, so I have no idea though. This I don't know why NBA doing. players need drivers need to live near the stadium. <laughs> just bus him from the airport to the car. Yeah. Well, he can afford a driver. He makes what twelve point four million dollars this year. Yeah, He can afford a driver home from games at night. <laughs> I'm giving. I have to do player grades tonight, Adam, and I just man. Who's so, like, who gets the does, best grade in this game? TJ Leaf. That's you know it's a bad game when TJ Leaf has the highest. Yeah, that was the point in this game. I don't know if you saw my tweet. The Pacers had 32. They were down 32 to 39, and TJ Leaf had eight. And I was like, this guy's got a quarter of their points. I mean, Thad <laughs> played well. Thad had 13, seven, and Thad nine. played well. Uh, <laughs> dunk. <laughs> Here are the list of players that had more. 
that had oh, okay. TJ Leaf and uh, and Thad are the only guys that had uh, better points per shot. Like like okay, hang on. Holiday and Sabonis both had ten points on eight shots, which is like okay. Everyone else had equal points to shots or less. You know, everybody sucked <laughs> at finishing except for Leaf and Thad. What the hell? Yeah, I mean. I don't know how else to put it. This was just the. I mean, I text you. This was the worst. This is a terrible game to watch. They I mean, sucked. Just, they they sucked. sucked. I don't know how else to put it. You said it perfectly. I don't know if you said it on the game of the show or when we were before we got on the show about basically you're trying to watch a team score points without a shot creator. Essentially, what's happening? Yes. And I mean, who is? I mean, this was a problem all year. Like in the last two minutes of a game, who can create shots besides that? We thought maybe Tyreek could. I don't know if he can, but like, who else can do it? I mean. Sorry, Vic, not Thad. Like, Thad can't do it. Bojan is taking these weird off-balance shots every time they end of shot clocks. Turner is, has no um, confidence or no desire to be that guy. Like, it's just, I don't I don't know. This is yeah, the- and that is, you know, if you want to have a gripe with, with coaching, which is fair, too, like, Miles Turner had nine shots. Like, McDermott and Bojan outshot him. Bojan probably is going to lead the team in shots every game going forward. I don't necessarily have a problem with that. Um, but McDermott, that's crazy. And, like, they pretty much went everybody eats style tonight. Everybody in the rotation had between 7 and 12. Um, and that didn't work. So, clearly that's not the way to do it uh, going forward. I think you have to find a better, a better balance. That's so, like, Turner has to get more shots to me. Why like, is he not more assertive? Like, why? I mean, I've been talking about, like, after. Like, Turner should be complaining he's not getting enough shots to somebody. I know maybe he yeah, is. Someone has, to tell, like, someone has to call a play for him to be involved. Because it's rare that he's just like, give me the damn ball. You know? He should be that way. He should be giving me the damn ball that way. It's hard for me to say what he is and isn't doing in that. Like I can't, I can't prove to you that he isn't saying that or that he is, and it's not like he's not saying that. I mean, here. I don't think he's saying. I think we know he was saying that. I don't know that we would. I feel like somebody would point it I, out. Edmund Sumner waved off a guy tonight. <laughs> like what? What is going on? So the other guys, uh, the Edmund other point Sumner is, waved off Darren Collison. I'm like, dude, this is your second NBA start. Like, Ed, I'm psyched that you're playing a lot because I'm pretty I'm pretty hyped about your future. But man, you are you have a lot of stones to be waving off a 31 year old. Does this get Nate McMillan fired? <laughs> oh, never, no chance. You think if they go if they go five and thirty, they doesn't get fired? His leash is longer than holy hell. Now they just lost their their best player by a substantial margin. Yeah, but isn't this when coaching is at its best? Isn't this when you show you're the best coach? Was when you can coach without your star player. I mean, Pop would. Could- okay, coach without how how are they supposed to create offense? Like even even Greg Popovich is like uh. He did, he did it all the time without uh, Kawhi Leonard last year. Yeah, they had other good players. They'd love Marcus Aldridge. He'd be the best player on this Pacers team right now. By <laughs> handy the amount. They really just have eight have eight good players. I would say. Well, seven. Uh, you know, seven really. They do. They you know, so that was a lot of the stuff too. Like I always talked about when other people would ask me how the Pacers are good. I'm like, they've got a deep team that all fits together. Well, they have guys that fit with a good creator, and they just don't have the good creator with all these injuries. It's a shame. I think Nate's leash is really long now because of this injury. I really do. Oh, I think I think if he go really bad, this could he could be. It's a shame because I, I think you're right. He has to tell Turner. A, to call something to get him the ball way more because nine shots is not enough to me. And B, to tell him, like, dude, you're now our best op- – like, you're probably – you and Bowen are our best play finishers in the starting five. Like, make something happen. Do something. I, I, I do think if they go – like, they just stink it up. Like, they don't get to 40 wins. McMillan could be in trouble. I, I really do. 
I don't under, I mean, I understand yeah, I don't the know. whole. If they I don't, don't give the 40 maybe, but that's that's crazy. That's, and that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not, we're not sitting here expecting them to win. You think even, they're like as bad as the Cavs? The Cavs go 8 27. I mean, they seem as bad as the Cavs right now. Now I could be wrong. Cavs and, beat the Wizards last night. <laughs> the Cavs beat the Wizards. The Cavs beat the Wizards 95 92 last night. Also, the Cavs beat this Pacer team. So I don't, I don't know. The Cavs beat the Pacers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, I mean, yeah, you have to. Now, the Tyreek thing, too. I guess I forgot when you say you have eight solid players, you really have six right now. So you have to factor in both the, but like if Tyreek comes back in five games and they're still this bad for the next 15, I think you think about like, okay, was it his coaching that was that good or Old Depot is a really good player and we should get something, somebody better in here. Coach, which which helps his offense be league average. But is he a good defensive coach or is Dan Burke a good defensive coach? And who, and that, you know, that was Larry before Indiana. And what was Larry Bird's thing? Three years and you're out, he thinks three years and you, Lose the locker room? That's no, that's just how it happens. No, I thought there was a like Larry Bird said that when he fired Vogel, that, that was like part of the reason you lose the locker room for three seasons. McMillan is uh is dropping bombs post game right now. Oh, is, is not walking through that door. Low energy right now. We've kind of lost our way and we've got to find it. Okay, so he's he's definitely pissed. I mean, this might be a good opportunity. Like I said, this is a good opportunity for him to really show his coaching chops, and I'm afraid he won't be able to show it. No but kidding, you know. man. He he's he's a tough guy. I want I want I like it. Give me that. And he's gonna, if he can translate some of that toughness to Turner, it'd be great. If he could just, you know, tell him you have to be the guy. I don't Stop. think he's not tough, man. I just, I, I think all I think we want to say is like, be as assertive as you want, and he'll do it. I think with Turner is, I think he likes his role. I think he kind of reminds me of Paul George in that way, where like he is doesn't necessarily care to be the guy that take twenty five shots. Or twenty five would be way too many. Twenty shots, whatever. You know, he doesn't care. Also, be too many for him to me. No, but in general, you know, like if it's like he's a guy. Turner's like, you know what? If I get my shots, I get my shots. If not, I'm gonna play awesome D, and I'm and it fits very well next to another good player. But when you're stuck on your own, it's sort of like, oh crap. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, Turner doesn't. He kind of feels that way to me. Doesn't feel like he's some guy who's like demanding the ball at all points. Oh no, he's never been that. I think there's a difference between that and just like being. No, he's not just being Sorry. there, but, but I think he's okay just being like being a really good defensive player and just kind of being there on offense at times and to help out at moments Maybe. to be the guy. I don't That's know about that. It's I don't know the way the first four have seen that way to me, but yeah, something. Let's just say that that something will be different because everybody eats did not work. Yeah, so I think Sumner is not starting anymore. If I no, God, no. I just so Kojo starts. Look, I don't have a problem with Edmund Sumner. Really, like he, I'm psyched about the dude playing a lot. I think he's really exciting as a future. But Mike, like, come on, dude. This guy's a, on a two way deal. He played 64 NBA minutes before he got to start. Like, he's, I, I, yeah, I would have started Kojo. Yeah, I think you just got to start your best five and just hope you like, can. Let me find it from this game. I need to have it in front of me before I say anything. But, I mean, the Pacers make their first sub in this game. They're already down like 10. Or, or do you go really crazy and start and start Sabonis? Or, uh, yeah, start Sabonis. The Thad Sabonis turn lineup I've been clamoring for for a week now. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. <laughs> I know. I just wanted to see what you'd say. Out. <laughs> I'm out. Sorry. <laughs> um I mean, Holiday's also well, – Holiday, I guess, played well against the Warriors for, I don't know, for a blowout. I don't really know how any, anybody plays well. But, how? I mean, does Holiday even – do you think about starting Holiday, I guess? Uh, I don't want I don't know. I don't know about that. Well, right, because the whole idea is you want to keep Kojo and Sabonis together, right? That's the whole idea. Uh, I probably would just put Kojo in 
for Sumner and then have Holiday be your bench creator. I don't know how good that would go, but All right, that's why they were. What is Kojo really creating on the second unit? Nothing. Uh-huh. And yeah, nothing. I mean, they're already down 15 points. They can't do much. Um, I don't know. I I I just think that's the that's the first solution, but. I may, may I don't know if there's any solution we can just be like this is it. Maybe McDermott. <laughs> maybe you start McDermott. You put. Right? A, I can't believe you shot ten times. I mean, none of them were bad looks. Right, you could do McDermott, Bojan, and oh, be terrible defense. But you could do McDermott, <laughs> Bojan, and Carlson at the top well, three. Well, that would solve all the problems of tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um. So should we talk about the Warriors game at all, or should we just kind of chop up the Warriors? Did. They're the best team ever. Blah blah blah. Okay. Was there anything relevant to bring from it except there's a really good NBA team and the Pacers lost by thirty points? They're nasty, dude. Like, like that. That's what I talked about. It's sixteen to sixteen, and then they didn't even play bad, and just Steph Curry just made everything, and then they're down fifteen, and that's the game. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> see you the, see at the already. Look at the plus minuses, man. Starters, three guys that have minus plus minus twenty three. That's that this game, this game? oh yeah. that Warriors game, yeah that Warriors game. That's it's just game. You know, there's no answer. Like like they did the thing where they would finally blitz Steph and then he just splits the defenders and throws a floater like hundred feet in the air and banks it. And I was like, dude, this guy's unstoppable. Like, this is insane. Yeah. So let's make it clear just on Sumner, he's three of seventeen so far in the past two games. Yeah. It, well, okay. I have a, a tiny asterisk on that. They run a different offense in Fort Wayne than they do in the Pacers. So, so then why is he starting? I don't know. <laughs> I told him <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. I don't know because a lot of the offense he's just stuck in the corner because he doesn't know what to do. No, I, I mean I, learn eventually, but like I don't think this is Sumner's fault. This is coaching. No, fault, it's, right? not, it's not. I, I'm shocked they chose him to start. Oh man, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I think at this point, I mean, we'll see how it happens with Tyreek, and that will affect, but. At this rate, do you expect them to win more than 42 games? And more wins in 32 tries? Yeah. Um, Is 42 about the over? 42 might take? be the number, man. 42 might be the number. Right? I mean, I'm. they've got a tough schedule. They play a lot of the good West teams still. Twice. I mean, they play Oklahoma City twice, Denver twice, Golden State now twice. They will have... Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know if ten wins is even possible with the current schedule. The schedule's not that hard. It's all right. What do, about, what do you mean it's not that hard? It's they have like the twenty sixty easiest schedule in the league going forward. No, I thought they had the easiest schedule already. The first you know fifty. That? Really, the East, the East is that bad? Okay. Because <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm looking at teams. I'm thinking like, okay, the Lakers. The Lakers might be bad, but New Orleans is no longer guess good. But then they got a bunch of road games that are never going to be easy. But they got like. I guess Minnesota's not that good anymore. Wow, they, the NBA just isn't that good. It's like six six good teams, right? Seven exactly. good teams right now. Exactly. Essentially. I just I just see them playing if Oklahoma you're City. The West, you're just not gonna have one of the hardest schedules. That's just yeah. Just, well, I, I just see they play the Clippers twice, Denver twice, Oklahoma City twice, that's Boston two more times. Oh. I mean, those are all good teams. Milwaukee, <laughs> Milwaukee two more times. I mean, those are they're still probably lose all those games. So that's like yeah, 18 losses right there. Right. So uh, anything else that's worth talking about from these first three games of the three early games, era? Deepless era, no, um, no. <laughs> can, we, can we go positive when we do the, the preview of the weekend? I don't know how. We can try. Sure, sure. All right, we'll we'll take a break oh, and then pasters. on the, on the <laughs> other side of the break will be a positive <laughs> Tony East to talk about. Well, me and Tony's talk about the uh, weekend's games. All right, welcome back in the Locked On Pacers podcast. If you guys haven't. Figured out yet? It is a 
after 10 o'clock PM podcast recording for Tony. So this is why he is uh, somewhat, uh, I'd say cranky about the team. Is that fair to say? I am crank. Uh, this is the first time all like all season that they've just not been meeting my expectations. So no, you had too high expectation for a team that didn't have neutral depot. Anyways, I don't think 500 was unreasonable. I don't think a 500 team was unreasonable. Uh, <laughs> you know who thinks that they should be? Hopefully, I don't know. Maybe not on a road back to back. The so, Orlando Magic, Adam. Yes. Do you have their numbers in front of you? I do. I do. So you are prepared for this podcast, actually, Tony. Yeah, I am. I was actually researching some Magic players earlier for, uh, we'll just call it unrelated reasons. 25th in offense, 16th in defense, 26th in pace, really struggling in the month of January. They've lost four in a row. So tough times for the Orlando crowd. Um, They are the Nikola Vucevic and co team, basically. Yeah, so I think the biggest problem is the back-to-back. It is definitely the biggest problem. It's a traveling back-to-back. Especially when you're down two guys. I will say the Pacers have been shockingly good on back-to-backs, but yeah, with the injuries, it's going to be tough. It's going to be very tough. Edmund Sumner's third game ever is a start on a back-to-back. Unbelievable. Uh, He's not starting, I assume, right? I mean, He probably will still. Oh, God. All right, well, so who's your butcher on the the Magic? Ooch, done. Ta-da. Not Aaron Gordon? No. No. <laughs> I say that with a joke. You have uh, yeah. higher on Aaron Gordon than me. Oh, that's a good trade target. That that is young for Aaron Gordon. Some picks. Ah, picks because there. because the 21 and 29 magic are really gunning for uh for Thaddeus <laughs> Young. <laughs> 20 and 31. I was I was their worst than I thought. Um they, yeah, the medic are bad. <laughs> I don't know how to say, put they it dunk it, I, You know what? I'll tell you why I was looking at the magic earlier. So Dunk Don did their huge trade deadline primer. It's always really cool because they get dudes who are just like good at feeling out the league kind of, you know, on there for this. And the yeah. only trade the Pacers were involved in, and they didn't even end up swinging on it, but it was actually pretty interesting to me, was Kojo and a second for uh, Jonathan Simmons of the Magic. Or I'm sorry, Jonathan Simmons and a second for Kojo. So they're selling Kojo for a two guard and a pick. Um, so that's why I was looking at Jonathan Simmons earlier. Uh, so if you want to look at a trade, go maybe look at that. But yeah, my boot, my butcher is Vooch because he's amazing. Yeah, you think well, he'll have 15 or 20 rebounds? What's what's your? Oh God, he grabs so many. Um, you know, if the Pacers miss as many times as they did against the Wizards, he'll have more than 15. So, well, you knew that the Pacers were screwed against the Wizards when. I believe Washington's one of the worst rebounding teams in the league. I think they're in the bottom 10. Yeah, they got 41. Right, and they got out-rebounded. So you know for the bad night. Mike came on to preview the game, Mike Sykes, and uh, he's talking about the Wizards being one of the worst rebounding teams like ever. And I was like, over under 32 and a half rebounds for the Wizards. Oh, so so they're they're like 30 in rebounding. Oh, they're 30. Like, they'd be the worst team, like, of the decade. Oh, I didn't realize. I knew they were bad. I didn't realize they were number 30. Okay, but some of them out-rebounding the Pacers is like the Pacers missed a lot more. Yeah, but the Pacers get a lot more offensive rebounds then. They did not get more offensive rebounds. I know they sh- well the Pacers did, but they should have got a lot more, I guess. I I don't know. <laughs> Do they have a great offensive rebounder? Uh, suppose Sabonis got four. He was he got forty percent of them. <laughs> that that actually is not a bad one. No, he's not. Turner's not good. Turner's not good. One. He's spending. I mean, he's, he's a pull from the hoop too much to be a good offensive rebounder. Yeah, not Dan Decker one. got four offensive rebounds, so that's a shame. Oh. <laughs> Man, anyway, um, the magic guess, back to the magic. Yeah, I guess other players essentially <laughs> watch. I mean, I said Aaron Gordon, but uh, Fournier and uh, Terrence Ross are pretty good. Fournier's all right, Ross is all right. Um, the Pacers play the magic three times in the next like 
uh, 60 days. So, so that is a good thing if they can beat them this time. Two times at home. So get this win. You know, put a put a block in there. Uh, when did they play earlier in the year? Was it like uh, December, I, November? I don't remember the time they beat them pretty badly, right? Or no, was this game was it closer than it was, should have been? No, I, I thought it was a back-to-back the first time. I'm really struggling to find it. December 7th, there it is. December 7th, they won 112-90. to 90. Um, I just want to draw stuff from their last game. Adam, this is the guy who yelled at us on Twitter. I know. Said, we're prepared. <laughs> we, just, we just don't know where we're going to go each show. We just don't know where else. we're going to go with this stuff. Yeah, but like the last time they played, Ty- oh yeah, Vic didn't play last time. Okay, cool. We can draw a lot of stuff from but this game. But Tyreek played. Who's not going to play? Tyreek played. Tyreek played. Eleven points, three assists, plus three. Bada bing, bada boom. Got to the line six times. Pacers could have really used that in this Wizards game. <laughs> yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, they did pretty good that game though, in general. Oh, that was the that was the Sabonis shrimp game. Kyle Quinn had 27 minutes. I forgot. About that's that. right. That was his food. Portion. I forgot about that. That's that, crazy. That's right. Um, yeah, the magic stunk though. Like Aaron Gordon and Vooch had 42, and then their next highest scorer had 11. So and I no, guess this is the game where if they lose, then we can start blowing up the no, it's the bad. panic. Mo- the, that's a no, but if they lose, there should be some panic. No back to back loss ever will make me panic ever. Uh, I know. I, I, so hard. I mean, they're good at back-to-backs. But they're just I so tend hard. to agree with you, but, man, they were so bad tonight. They should be good at the back-to-back. Well, like, did we panic after the Cavs lost? Like, they were really bad in that game, too. No, the back-to-back was the Boston one. After that. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, the Cavs game was their worst game before this. Yeah, I guess we didn't panic because they got screwed. Well, they sucked, too. <laughs> yeah, but they got – well, one – that point. <laughs> But they, but they got hosed in that call in the game. That was the old. I, I mean, this is this is the magic in a nutshell. All that's worth talking about is Aaron Gordon and Nikola Vucevic, uh, and they. There's a reason they had 42. They're the best two players on this team. Uh, Vuce was nine for 17 from the field and couldn't hit a three. Meanwhile, Aaron Gordon did hit a bunch of his threes and still was kind of inefficient. So, you can find yes. a way to, to slow down those guys. You know, you're forcing them to score with with like Evan Fournier, basically, um, which is tough. Fournier was a minus 18 the first time. Uh, they met, so it's really important to, to to find a way to clamp down on those two guys. Who's the best player on the court when these teams play? When these tomorrow or like last yeah, no, time? T- well, this is today if we're counting oh, post on a Thursday. Thursday. Who's the uh, best player on the court? My answer is not anyone else's answer. What's your answer? Well, Vooch is the best player, but okay, that that that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, Vooch is the best player. He's gonna be an All Star. He's gonna be named the All Star tomorrow. So that's t- so the Magic should win the game then if that's they're gonna hide that. That's right. not how it works. No, okay, that's not how it works. But if they have that plus, <laughs> I guess they're they're two through six could be crap. <laughs> the Pelicans are like the 13th seed in the West. They have the best player in the court against like 24, 25 teams. No, but on two teams who I would say are more evenly matched, especially without Vic, the team has the best player usually wins, right? And this is more of a toss up, right? If if these team, if there's no Evans, no Oladipo, yeah. right now this is a toss up game, right? Yeah. Then toss up. Oh, always this goes. Being a toss up game. Yeah, this is a toss up game. So the toss up always goes to the team with the best player, in my view. Eh. Most of the time, that's how it works. I mean, I, you know, eh. there's nah, nah. Yeah, usually it's how it works. Eh. I don't agree. I mean, in predicting <laughs> a game, that's the best way to do it. This is not the lockdown anecdotes podcast. Fine. Um, who is your <laughs> X factor for the Pacers? Yo, I'm gonna go unique here. Um, I'm gonna pick Demontis Sabonis. He that's not unique. That's that's that obvious. Is unique. 
That is so strange. obvious. Yeah, he's been good all year. It's time he he steps back up to what he was doing, and some of that is he doesn't have his creators. He's gonna f- have to find another way to be impactful, whether it's passing a little bit more, whether it's being better on D. Uh, he him finding a way to 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 reach the level of impact that made him so good is important because the bench unit at one point in this Wizards game they were getting outscored 38-18. You need you just need more from that bench. That's what makes them good. So uh, Sabonis, big onus on you from me. So the reason it's not unique is because Sabonis in his last three games against Orlando, he didn't play that game with, with the with the whatever he had food poisoning. He had 17 and 9, 19 and 8, and then 10 and four. Oh. So he's had good game against the Magic. That's why I didn't call it. They won. Look at that X factor. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, it's worth talking about Sabonis. Is what last 10 games have not been great, right? He's been kind of well. I guess you go back maybe eight games. Eight, is eight is games. A, this is a weekly show topic. Okay, fine. No, this is a weekly show. We're both here. Oh, it is, I mean, Sabonis, let's say his last seven has not been great. No, this is his worst stretch of the year. Yeah. Undeniably. Uh, I, I, I keep throwing around the stacks. It's fun. But now it's le- – oh, he shot over 50%. Good. So he shot under 50% only nine times this year, right? And I think three of them have come in the last, like, six games. Yeah. yeah exactly. First of all, that's a crazy stat in general. So he has four <laughs> yeah, Char- of his last Char- – So the Charlotte game – the Toronto game this month, the Philly game this month, the Memphis game this month, the Warriors game this month, all of those were in his under 50% club of, yeah. of nine. He does that, do well against these teams that are more center dominant, like the Knicks, for example. He had a really good yes. game. Yes. Or Dallas. Well, here's another thing about the Magic. Like, Vooch is really good. That's, you know, you know who's not good at defending Devonta Simone? Oh, Mo Bamba or... Uh... <laughs> Who's the other? Oh, John Isaac doesn't really play center. He plays more. I, yeah, forward. Johnny Isaac plays the four. Yeah. Um, you know, I, Mo Bamba's got a future. Like, long dudes who can shoot and defend the basket. The Pacers hey. know how those guys can be. But my yeah, God, wildly disappointing in the long run. <laughs> wow that that is you. That is on you, Mister Expectations. He's been awesome this season. <laughs> Uh, I, I didn't really mean it. I, just, I had to say it because somebody. Come on, man. If I didn't I'm say it, good. you're fitting in snide comments on a Mo Bama comparison. That's mean. No, he has been good. I just, I, I just had to say it because if you, if, if nobody checks you on it, then it would just be out there as, to, as like, I don't know. Somebody, somebody had to check to check that comment. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, I, I'm punching you through the computer screen right now. <laughs> this is a good podcast. We're doing a good job today. <laughs> yeah, this is. <laughs> That's probably the best night I've ever made. I pat myself on the back for this. I pat myself for, for that for that <laughs> comment because the way I stuck it in, there, like, without you talking anymore, it was really good. Oh geez, uh, Sabonis should be able to beat up on on Mo Bamba, so I feel good about calling him the X Factor. Man, I'm mad at you for that one. Um, well, you stole my X Factor. That's the biggest problem here, too. I'm mad. Oh, about oh that. okay, okay. Pick a guard. You, Come on, we need a guard to step up. You went, you went. Oh, I'm all unique. I'm thinking about like that's who I was going to pick. It's not that. Unique. <laughs> if I was really unique, I'd be like, Yo, Edmund Sumner is going to have to shoot better than three for seventeen. Um, <laughs> I, I guess I kind of want to lead Bojan to have the best game. Nice. I like it. Right. I mean, what was his boss score last time? I'm trying to. He had a pretty good game last time, right? They played him. Uh, yeah, yeah, he had 26. Wow, yeah, that's what I remember. Right? So, I mean, I, I don't think the matter have that great of defenders on the perimeter. That's 28, my god, he was awesome, yeah. And he, when he, it, it seemed when the Pacers were playing really well in that last stretch without Vic, it was a lot of it was him. I mean, a lot of it was just like not necessarily him just being like dominant, but him just having a solid 18 points on efficient shooting. 
yeah and just doing that consistently and just creating it his three-point shooting and his kind of shot efficiency creating some offensive space for other guys and so you know that's why he's probably the expert he's probably expected going forward because he's probably their most lethal offensive weapon left on the roster without yeah. when Tyreek and Oli aren't playing, which is not not the greatest sign. I'm going to tell you that right now. And, uh, let's cut to the chase because the, I, I I just feel like with the Magic, you're going to have to win the bench minutes in the way you didn't against the Wizards. The lean guy out of control. I'm going to cut to the chase. Adam, do they win the game? No. No? I think they lose by five. I thought they'd beat the Wizards and they didn't. So um, my gut is apparently wrong on this team. Uh, man, I had my expectations that they'd be like a 500 team going forward and they have not looked that good, but I do think if Edmund Sumner doesn't start, the results will be better. Do I believe they're going to change the lineup? I don't think they do it yet. I, I, it it I agree. I don't think they do it yet. I don't think they pull the plug. Although you did, you did say Milan was really pissed, so he might. That's true. Mark Monteith getting me inside right now. Let's, uh, let's go see what else he said. Um, while we, while we, do you want to do a break before the heat? Yeah, so, well, did you make your prediction yet? I said I think the Magic are going to win. Okay. All right, so I'll say a quick break, and then we will preview the Miami Heat game. All right, welcome back in the Locked On Pacers podcast, a uh, saddening edition of this of this show. <laughs> um, so, I don't know what you're about. the Pacers play one more game this week, four games one week. Good week for basketball. Fortunately, Oladipo's not playing. They play the Miami Heat, who will be on a back-to-back, Tony. So, the last thing they played on back to back, the they Wizards beat them on their second back to back. Will this help them this time? Uh, that's a home and home, so maybe not a ton. They do play at eight o'clock on Friday and then seven thirty on Saturday, so okay. it is a the Thunder. Love it. So both teams on a three and four nights here. That's mean. That is just mean. Yeah, they uh, started doing this. They condense up March and February a ton. They try to slam in a bunch of games before this dang tournament. And yeah, breaking stuff. The Heat are sixth in defense uh, and 22nd in offense. So they are another Eric Spolster team that exists. <laughs> they just grind out these wins. They just lost to the Bulls tonight, though. So um, maybe they're not as good as we anticipated. They're injured as all hell. Uh, Goran Dragic not going to play. Tyler Johnson's hurt. Wade's hurt. He's on their injury report twice on B-Ball ref, which is amazing. Um, Derek Jones just got hurt. So they're, they're a pretty crippled team. Uh, they have to play guys like Rodney Magruder. They're finally giving Ellington minutes, but because they have to, not because they want to. Deion Waiters is playing; he's still recovering. Like they're just in a they're in a weird spot. They're Josh Richardson's their best player, and then they're kind of stuck everywhere else at every position. Yeah, I do want to give a shout actually to the Locked On Heat host David Rommel. He wrote a really good piece on Josh Richardson. Really good. My, ended really up on my Twitter feed this afternoon, and I clicked on really it. Really good for the step back. I would highly recommend. Yeah, that. so I would go check that out. He, it's pinned to his profile. On Twitter, he's at D Rommel R A M I L thirteen. So it was really, I just I it was really good. I don't know how it ended up on my. I mean, I'm sure I follow him because he's not a locked on host, but it ended up on like my feed for some reason. I clicked on it. and It was just a really good piece. I thought. Um, yeah, so it the, was really good. And that's he's the Heat's best player right now, which is sort of also a sad state of Miami Heat. But um, yeah, I mean, this Miami Heat team is not even. I mean, they're they're playoff good because they're coaching, I guess. Yeah, I suppose awesome. I mean, that's about the only reason I could think of them being a playoff team. I mean, I I guess this is what I'd expect from a head coach when you lose your best player. The Heat don't have a best player anymore. But, like, when you have a bunch <laughs> of average guys, you can get your team to 500 if you're a good coach. Well, now without Vic, uh, the Pacers are 7-7 seven and seven this year. 
Oh, that is fair. All right. <laughs> <laughs> bam! Knowledge in your face. That was a really loud bam. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's fair. They are 0-3 without Tyree Evans, apparently. <laughs> apparently he's the X-Factor. Oh, more than that, dude. He missed that Cavs game earlier in the year. Remember that? He got suspended. No, I mean without without Tyree. Right, Kennedy. right. No, no, he played in the Grizz game. They just lost. <laughs> no, he did. He play, no, he didn't play in the Grizz game. Yeah, he did. Did he? Yeah, he got in the crash on the way home from that game. I thought he didn't play in the Grizz game because he had knee soreness. He did, in fact, play in the Grizz game. I almost, I, I think you're wrong, Tony. Okay, I would like you to go check. Uh, guarantee he started that game. Oh, no, he did. Oh, my God. I was at this game, and I didn't remember that he played. He that's how, yeah, that's how bad he was. Oh, my God. That's how bad he was. <laughs> Wow. Like I said, it's after 10 o'clock. This is bad. I All forgot. Right. I wish I remembered you were there because I was 100% sure he played at the game. Yeah, you're right. He was, he was not. He was just not effective. He didn't do anything. That's what I remember from it. So, so every time every time we get Pacers heat, we always talk about it. And finally, it's happening this year, but it did not happen in years past. We always say, okay, here's what's going to happen. Miles Turner is going to have this jumper that pulls Hassan Whiteside over from the basket. And then it doesn't happen. But this year, it happened when they played earlier in the year. It actually happened. And the Pacers kind of had a pretty good offensive game because they were able to do that and get to the rim. I know without Vic, it's tougher. Um, also, weird storyline for this game. It's in Miami, and Vic had a surgery there. I wonder, because also Dwayne Wade could be their last game against each other, if Vic appears at this game. Um, anyway, they can get to the rim with, with when they pull Whiteside away. And I know they don't have any attackers without Tyreek, but they, that will help them a lot. So they've already played this Heat team twice, right? Yes, they have. So I, one of the games was Vic's pretty awful game, right? He had like eight points. And uh, I'm looking at the box score now. Yeah, he, he had eight points in one of the games, so he wasn't very effective. This is a game with every twenty-three. Omg, this this is gonna. I think I think Vic's gonna make an appearance at this game. Okay, what is you heard it here first? All right, Tony Bertini. I'm, what I'm saying is that Vic didn't play well last time, so I'm not sure. I guess they need him to. They should be able to I beat don't this team. That last time they played, they played way back. I got the November sixteenth. They played. Tw- have they played twice? They, they played twice in that week. Remember, they played twice in a week. You're right. You're right. I remember that now. Uh, yeah. Without Vic, that is different, you know, because you don't have the guys to drive to the hole and and make the defense collapse. We saw that in this Wizards game. Yeah, the first. Yeah, that's right. There was that. that was that. It was the game before Vic's knee soreness started. Was the one in Miami. Last time oh yeah, and then they came back home for Atlanta. Yep. They- yeah. So I remember he had like eight points. He was pretty bad. So I mean. I don't know. I guess if he's not, a, I guess he wasn't that effective. So do they need him now? I mean, can they beat the team? With he was bad. And then he was questionable. And everyone's like, oh, that's why he was bad. He's hurt. And then he still played and they got hurt worse. Yeah. Yeah. It's and then he got hurt, hurt worse, worse. It's all flowing back to me. Man, this is a dark, dark pot. Oh, God. This has been going on way too long. Um, all right. <laughs> You're right. It has. It has. Um, X Factors. Throw them out. X Factors and Butchers. Let's go. Let's rapid fire through this. All I'm right. going to pick a guard this time. It's up to a guard to slash and make the defense collapse when they have a guy like Whiteside. Um, so the onus for me is on Darren Collison. Make uh, something happen, man. That's fair. I, I think you already – I mean, Turner would have been my butcher, and since you kind of set him, we gave the argument for him. Yeah, no. Before, that's fine enough for me. Uh, I think Turner has a good shot of being the butcher. I think he actually – Unless you're saying he's the butcher because he's going to suck. No, yeah, I'm sorry. Because he under, <laughs> I think he understands how to play against Whiteside. He's had a couple of good games. He does. So he far. finally does. Finally. God. But Whiteside also has gotten worse, I guess, or just kind of. He doesn't care. He doesn't care as an NBA player. So it's gotten worse versus Turner cares more. So that's, that yeah. helps. Um, X Factor, I guess, or Butcher, I guess. I, I really want to pick D Wade for some fun reason. I don't know. Wow, he's not going to play. 
I know he's not going to play, but I wanted to pick D Wade. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I like. I really want. I know His he's not motivation gonna... from the bench is unrivaled. Well, right, he doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't play back to backs, right? No, he doesn't. He's hurt too, like in general right now. But no. well, he was questionable for Wednesday's game, so I thought he had a shot. Oh, at well, yeah, he won't play in the back to back. Yeah, so I'm thinking, what if he doesn't play the first night? The back uh, to to suit up against Vic, man. <laughs> I mean, Wade I sucks now, so I want him to play. I don't know. I yeah, I mean, there's a chance Wade could play in this game. I doubt he will. I think you're right, but I, I kind of I just like looking at his stat line <laughs> and want to just pick him. But no, um, probably relax factor, probably Richardson because of who's going to be guarding him ultimately. Depending on yeah. who they start, right? If they start yeah, Sumner. Yeah, he's good, man. He's a good player. Yeah, he's not a superstar, but he's a solid oh. player to have. Yes, he is. How do the Pacers They acquire? lose to the Magic, and then they still start Sumner in this game, man. Oof. So how do the Pacers acquire Josh Richardson? How could they do that? Oh, they I take on a lot of bad money? God, give me give me that. Um, Yeah. <laughs> they also have Whiteside on their team next year. <laughs> I mean, isn't... Whose contract's really bad? Tyler Johnson's is pretty awful, isn't it? Tyler Johnson's, yeah. Probably Tyler Johnson doesn't totally suck. No, but they resigned him for twelve and a half million a year. Right? Yeah, he, he's paid way too much, and he got poison pilled, right? So he's making like nineteen million now. But he's making nineteen million now. So he got poison pilled. So so it was like a four for fifty deal. So it averages like twelve and a half, but it's poison pill, uh, and it was arenas provision. So it ended up being like four or five, eighteen, nineteen. Or Holy like that. crap! Or like 5, 6, 18, 19, I think is what it was. Yeah, it's a, it's crazy. Holy crap! Yeah, they so put him merchant together and trade for something for the Pacers, possibly. Uh, I don't know. I don't think that'll happen, but just just a thought. Do, do they win this game, Tony? Uh, probably not. Uh, 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 I think the opposite happens in this game that happens in the Magic game. Either they lose to the Magic. Thad Young gives the world's best pep talk, and then they come out and just kick the Heat's teeth in. Or they beat the Magic and then get a little get a little pride and cocky and then lose the Heat. Yeah, I don't. I think they lose both games this week. Tony firing off anecdotes, rare. I think five in a row seems fair. I think they lose probably every game on their road trip, to be honest. Yeah, maybe that's possible. Isn't it weird how they come back for like a six-game homestand after this? We basically played in starters of five, like five-game road trip, five-game homestand, four-game road trip, six-game homestand. Yeah, they have a weird schedule right now. They've had a weird schedule going on almost all the way back to – They're trying to get October 17th. <laughs> yeah, How far weird. back do we go? What? They played two teams in a week a couple times. Really weird Really weird schedule for the NBA to fit in – really, to go really – they go six at home or five at home, then they went four on the road, and then six at home again. I think they lose all four on this, on this road trip. So, yeah, I think it's pretty bad for them to be honest. I think I, I think this is gonna it's starting to get get dire. Yeah, I think I think by the time the trade line hits next week, we might be looking at a seven or eight game losing streak. Ooh, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, Unhealthy. I don't think so. I don't. I think they win one of these. All right, games. Tony, give me a positive note note to end on. Come on, yo, positive notes. TJ Leaf is my positive note. I know. Uh, I know the tweets are coming. From people who do not like TJ Leaf, I get it, man. Uh, TJ's doing some good stuff. Just, just watch. Give a watchful eye to Leaf, who uh, had 12 points in this Wizards game. Is he a trade asset yet? No. Okay, so then does he matter? <laughs> no, it does I, matter. No, Why no. Matter? I said, does he matter in the grand oh, scheme of things? Oh, oh. Uh, 
TBD. <laughs> TBD. I will say it actually sucks. No. Yeah, I don't know. I the problem is when they're down as many points, you just don't know what is just nobody trying or actually player playing well. Yeah. Get in this weird area where oh, like no, he was getting the first man. He had eight points in the first quarter. They were all trying then. They were down like eighteen. Then they go in that huge run. No, the- no, 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 no. They went on the huge run in the second quarter. They were down ten at the end of the first. Uh, it was at the X. Sumner fouled three times. They were in the bonus in like two seconds. God, Sumner, Sumner was the guy, your your guy that you were so hyped about. I get it. Yeah, I want him to play. I don't want him to start. This is and, awful. Yeah, they're they're really screwing him right now. <laughs> God, like, well, okay. Also, he's guarded Clay and Beal. Like that's hard. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. They're really screwing him right now. <laughs> unfortunately, at least Fournier. At least Fournier is like. You have some margin for error against <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, he was guarding Clay in the first quarter. I think, and I'm watching him like, what the hell is going on? How is you he? Gonna- right on Clay, actually. Clay went like three or seven when guarded by Sumner. Beal had uh, nine for 15 for 25 points. They're called the way fouled Clay, though. Were like, he just tried his best to close the gap, but there's no way he could. Yeah, yeah. He fouled a three point shooter tonight. And I was like, oh, man. Well, Vic does that too, remember? I hate it, man. All right, we're we're off the rails. Yeah, this has been a long podcast. Sorry, it's sorry, been this a, is the longest show, yeah. It's been a really just rough week without Vic. I mean, I forgot Tyreek Evans played the game I went to, so it's been a very long week. How did I, I can't believe I forgot that. I really can't believe I forgot Tyreek played. That's yeah. the game he complained about. He didn't get to play. He had to sit up for 12 minutes. I even wrote about that. Yeah. Yeah, brain, on, brain is not functioning this late at night with, you know, this poor performance did not... It was yeah, I break game grades still, so I need to get moving. Yeah. Um, all right, what else are you writing this week? Game grades, got stuff on the Pacers offense without Oladipo. That is bad right now. So stay tuned for that. And I'll probably do a new trade deadline thing after the Vic injury. All right. I'll come ready with trade stuff for Monday. All right. I will probably have a uh, trade deadline thing too now that oh. I think they have to make a move at least yeah. the, way, the way things are heading. So. I'll write that this weekend, and we'll probably have this podcast up on um, Indy Cornrows. Actually, if you guys click on this podcast through the Indy Cornrows link, you should tweet at us. So we, I want to know. I want to know if that's how people listen to this podcast some, at some points. So do that. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Pacers. You can follow Tony at TEASTMBA, me at Adam 5 That is all for his Locked On Pacers podcast. As always, have a great rest of your day.